following program is produced by the Align in the Sound team. If you like what you hear, please stick around at the end of the show. To find out more, contact us and contribute towards a positive future. Sometimes in the suburbs in Canberra, it's easy to forget that there are a lot of beautiful forests around. And although we don't often hear much from the media about it, there are still a lot of people actively campaigning to stop those forests and the wildlife that live in them from disappearing forever because the wood chipping industry hasn't stopped and every day still sees truckloads of logs disappearing into Eden to be turned into piles of wood chips. Today I'm speaking with Harriet Swift, a Bega-based southeast forest campaigner and long-time forest activist. Hi, Harriet. Hello. Perhaps I could start today with um, just some information about yourself. What initially led you to activism and, and how long have you been involved with this southeast forest campaign? Um, good over ten years ago that they logged the forest next door to where I live on the south coast and that really opened my eyes to, to what, what happened in logging and what's needed to, to stop it. Um, you know, it was quite clear that there was no point just trying to stop the logging next door. You had to stop the logging altogether, stop the wood chipping industry that was driving it. Did you manage to stop them logging next door or not? No. Uh. <laughs> So has your quality of life changed much? Um, I've noticed some of the birds and animals that used to be around aren't around quite as much, like the powerful owl, for example. But it is a fair way away, so it's not like I saw it all the time. You know, it's just one of probably 45 or 50 forests that were being logged at that time. You know, there's no point trying to stop just one. Is it pretty difficult to be part of um, the community down there and speak out for the forests? Um... Is it for the forest there? What's left now and, and, you know, in comparison to what was there before we started all this? Well, even Forest New South Wales these days, there's, there's virtually no old growth left, no, no forest that's never been logged before. But, I mean, they've got a very strange definition of, of what that is. I mean, you only need a couple of trees taken out before they say it's regrowth. You know, that does give you some idea of the extent of what's been going on. It's almost 40 years now and... It's bigger than ever, 160 trucks a day. Although some of that's now coming from Victoria, whereas in the beginning it was all New South Wales. I wanted to ask you actually about um, if you know anything what's happening down in, around Gippsland, Goolungook area. Well, there's a lot of really strong activists down there who, who keep opposing logging. They've, they've had some successes in getting bits of forest protected, but you know, the overall industry still really bad there and in fact in many ways I think New South Wales is slightly better than Victoria. That's not to say they're good but they don't do completely mindless clear felling anymore which they do in Victoria. They'll clear fell a forest in Victoria just to get regrowth and sometimes they'll just leave old trees on the ground and burn them which is totally insane. So what happened with the uh, Mount Gulliga actions last year? Were you involved with that? Um, yes, that was a, a blockade that lasted for just about all the winter, several months. And, uh, well, ultimately they did log there, but well, I suppose you could say we slowed them down and we cost them a bit. 
So are they planning on doing more logging around Gulaga? Not in the short term. They, they will eventually. And in fact, in, in that southern region, they're logging probably beyond their legal entitlement under the regional forest agreements. They're, because they're running out of wood um, closer to Eden, closer to the chip mill, they're having to get, try and get more from further north. And they used to log quite lightly in those areas, but they're now starting to, to do more Eden-style logging in that area around Yurubadala, Maruya, Bateman's Bay, and even Aladala, the far north is there. I remember um, my dad saying, Kerry, come and look at this when the TV showed um, this big handback of Gulaga to the local Aboriginal people and you know, everyone was quite happy about that. But how did this... I mean, is it a national park? How is it that it's uh, allowed to be logged? Yes, the main mountain is, but on some of the foothills, it's still state forests. And in fact, when we had the blockade there, we had a lot of really good support from the traditional owners of of uh, Gulaga. So will there be lots of support for a future camp if more logging occurs? I think so, because we had a lot of um, local people who were very keen to, to stop the logging, and the, the Koori people too. We had some of the traditional owners coming down from Newcastle even, where they now live, mm. who uh, supported us, and that was fantastic. There was a big rally here in Canberra, actually. So what do you think, in your opinion, are the, are the most crucial areas that need protecting, or is that a question that you don't really like to specify? Um, it's, a, it's a bit difficult because, um, you know, you've got to look at the whole the whole picture and, you know, if you stop them in one area, they'll just go somewhere else. You've got to stop them altogether, really. Um, although, of course, I mean, there is a strong case for, for keeping them out of areas where there are threatened species and where, where they haven't ever logged before. Mm, so they are, they are still doing that. You know, there are, there are prescriptions that they say we'll implement these and we'll protect that wildlife, you know, the powerful owl and other threatened creatures. But they never check to see if they actually work. Like they do surveys before they log and they don't do anything after they log. So they just assert that they protect those creatures, but nobody really knows. You know, I dispute that they do. So what's happening down there currently in the forests for people sort of to get hands-on involved? We've been putting a big effort into um, getting the, the forests, the native forests, recognised as important carbon sinks. The government currently intends to we get to treat uh, emissions from native forest logging zero because it's just too hard, they say, to measure it. So they'll just pretend there's none when, of course, we all know that they're massive. Um, the, the emissions from wood chipping are, are huge. It's not just the destruction of, of the trees that are chipped and turned into paper, but it's the, the rest of the, the forest that's left and burnt, and it's the soil disturbance. There's a whole stack of things that contribute to it, and the government's currently intending to just turn a blind eye to all that and pretend that it's not there. And it's, and it's crazy to do that because Australia could really benefit in so many ways if we recognise that. So how can people become involved in that campaign? There's a couple of websites that have got information about it. It would be really helpful to just write to your local member, keep the pressure up, uh, contact the people in the Forest campaign who are working on it, and I'm sure they'd be very pleased. Did you want to announce those websites? Um, there's, there's one for, for Chipstop. Uh, if you just Google Chipstop, you'll, you'll get that. And another um, new one is the 
naturalnewforests.org website that's um, specialising in making green carbon count. They're the two that I'd recommend. I, I saw that you can write away to the Sapphire Coast Tourism Association to complain. <laughs> yep, that's not a bad idea either because the, the tip mill has actually at various times tried to, to make wood tipping into a tourist attraction, mm. which is um, a pretty strange thing to do. And what about these um, Japanese actions? Is that something that's still happening? Um, we've done a lot of work in Japan at various times and um, we're continuing to do that. But um, I think the, the most important thing at the moment is, is trying to influence the Australian government. They're, they're the ones who are going to be making the decisions about, about green carbon and, and native forests. Okay. So is that a letter to IEMA? So um, and, and to the federal government, to, to Kevin Rudd and to Penny Wong, the Minister for Climate Change. Okay. And um, if you want more information from the Environment Network at BEGA, is that... That number is 64923134. Yep, that's the, the number. Okay. Well, thank you for your time again today. Okay, thanks, Kerry. Okay, bye, Harriet. Bye. If you'd like to order some stickers from um, Wood Chipping Sucks, you can post away to P.O. Box 797, Bega, New South Wales, 2550. You're listening to 2XX Community Radio. You have been listening to an episode of A Line in the Sound, the podcast made by Co-ops, Commons and Communities Canberra, Co-Canberra for short, the New Economy Network of Australia, or NINA, and Radio Behind the Lines from Community Radio 2XX 98.3 FM in Canberra, Australia. Co-Canberra is working towards a cooperative commonwealth. Our work builds strong communities, extensive commons, and a network of climate cooperatives. The New Economy Network of Australia is a network of individuals and organisations working to transform Australia's economic system so that achieving ecological health and social justice are the foundational principles and the primary objectives of the economic system. Behind the Lines has been running for well over 30 years on Canberra's oldest community radio station, 2XX. We do extended interviews with anyone who's trying to make the world a better place. All three are volunteer-run, so if you like what you heard on this episode, join us and become the media. To join up with the New Economy Network of Australia, sign up at neweconomy.org.au. To help out with Behind the Lines, or to help our editing team finish off a mountain of good Australian New Economy info, which includes editing training, contact us at behindthelines98.3 at gmail.com and see 2XXFM.org.au where you can subscribe, donate and volunteer to Australia's only alternative voice, Community Radio. If you're not in Canberra, there's definitely one near you. To help out with CoCanberra, contact us at info at cocanberra.org.au That's C-O-C-A-N-B-E-R-R-A.org.au or come along to our monthly meetups, which we share with Nina Canberra Regional Hub, where we explore any and all aspects of the new economy. Find out what we're up to at cocanberra.org.au. And finally, if you want to help fund me, Scotty, to go full-time with this and lots of other related work, look up LiberaPay, L-I-B-E-R-A-P-A-Y, and search for Community Supported Scotty. From there, you can find out about all my other projects and donate to help create a new appropriate economy. Thanks.